This is Days of Films Past, a podcast dedicated to exploring the legacy of cinema. Each and every week, we discuss a different movie that made a lasting impression on viewers like us. I'm James Kennedy. And I'm Ellie Edwards. And this week, we'll be discussing Apocalypto, directed, produced, and co-written by Mel Gibson. Tell me about the first time you watched this movie, because you've seen it more than I have. Oh, yeah. So I didn't watch it in the movie theaters. I actually watched it in the living room. My uncle happened to have it on, and I was like, let's play it right back. So I watched it double time the first time I watched it. Blew my mind. Slightly similar experience. (laughs) This is the first movie that we've decided to do that it's a movie I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And we knew we'd get to, you know, we'd cross lists like that, but it took a while. It took a while. Yeah, it did. And it's one of those movies, if I ever said that I hadn't seen it, people are like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. A uh, very good friend of mine, Joe, always talked about this movie. I was like, you know, I'm going to see it, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. But the way everybody described it is super intense, which it has moments where it's intense, mm-hmm. but they blew it kind of out of proportion. Mm-hmm. I think with the, because it's an intense movie, but not like it's, it's not intense for you. You know, it's entertaining. Yeah. But you know, it's like, it's, there's a lot of tension, but it's exactly. not, in the, not the way that they made it seem. And so the first time I watched it was the other night. And then I watched it again, just <laughs> like you. I started watching it again, like that night and then finished it up the next day. Yeah. And God damn it. This movie's good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on with it. When I told my brother we were doing it though, I was like, and I told him I'd never seen it in like, say that again? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? I know. How did it slip through the cracks? Why did you, why did you, like, you just, was this procrastination? It was procrastination. There's mm-hmm. movies when people, like, talk them up too much. I'm like, if I go in like this, I'm going to be overhyped and I'm not going to appreciate it because mm-hmm. I'm going to be expecting too much. I feel it. And I'm like, I'm going to let it rest. I let it rest too long. I feel it. Well, better late than never. 2006, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, things have changed. Mm-hmm. A lot's happened in its director's life. <laughs> All right, so you didn't know about a lot of that. T- tell me what you found out. All right, so actually, I wish I didn't do this <laughs> with this movie because <laughs> it just ruined it for me. Because <laughs> I was like, this is the best movie ever. And every time I looked up articles on it and stuff like that, I was doing my homework, everybody just had like, this is not real. This is like, there's just like so much different things going on in this, so much misinformation i mean yeah no exactly i saw that in my recovery because that's the way i felt while watching it it's like i didn't know a ton about the mayans but while watching it i was like man this kind of seems like the aztecs like the way that you yeah you learn about you learn Mm -hmm. about them so i did the afterwards when i did the initial i was just instead of doing a search about specifically the mayans i'm like i did a search about apocalypto and the mayans and it brought up a bunch of stuff from 2006 and 7 mm-hmm. people talking shit about the movie saying that they mixed up aztecs and mayans yep they mixed up time periods i mean mixing up time periods for a non-historical movie it's fucking stupid to yeah. like complain about it yeah everything's inaccurate in movies mm-hmm. it's to entertain it's yeah. not a documentary exactly that's exactly what i took from it so yeah but when i looked up mayans violent because what a lot of people were saying was like, that's not the way the Mayans were. They're portraying them as evil. They're they're trying to make us look bad. Right. Meanwhile, I'm thinking when people are saying like conflicting tribes, man, because mm-hmm. the main tribe, those people were awesome. Yeah. They had like amazing values. Yeah. So I, I did the research. It actually, more stuff's coming to light. They're finding more 
art, mm-hmm. more depictions of actual ritual sacrifices. Mm-hmm. They're finding out more and more that the Mayans are actually a warring people. Mm-hmm. They went to battle a lot. And then people were like, well, it was a certain period after in the decline. Yeah. And then they're like, nope, turns out, according to this new evidence, if this is, you know, if we're reading, taking this correctly, no, they went hard for a long time. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they I, burned down entire cities of people. Yeah. And Mo- I was- Not just once, like all over. Mm-hmm, exactly. When I was looking it up on the articles, because my first, I'm not going to lie, the first time I ever watched a movie on Mayans or Aztec was El Dorado. <laughs> the Road to El Dorado, the little cartoon mm-hmm. Disney. So that was Aztec. No, that was Mayan. That was Mayan. Where they throw kids into the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was mine. Aztecs are they're chopping of the heads off, rolling it down the pyramid kind of thing. Yeah, so I don't those, know. Yeah, I don't know about the chopping of the heads, but like ritual sacrifice. Yeah, ritual was sacrifice. definitely the Mayans did it too. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of history buff people that ate up on Apocalypto and then, and at the same time, there's hasn't been not one Mayan movie done to this. Actually, I don't think this was. I think the first time Mayan was put on Hollywood. The story of the Mayans. And you said it you were, when we were talking about it ahead of time. You were talking about what made him decide to do this. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because you're right, man. It's a foreign language film. Mm-hmm. For a foreign language, not many people still speak. Yeah. That was, That's a that crazy was idea. Yeah. That was dope. Yucatec. Yeah. Oh, Mayan and, he was, and the fact that Mel Gibson committed to doing it that way. Yeah. People are like, if you really want to complain, I mean- he could have fucking done it in English. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look, Polynesians, the one movie that we have to look forward to that depicts our culture is Moana. <laughs> okay. I just, I wasn't going to throw anything else out there because I didn't want to be late. <laughs> Moana? So, Moana. So, and everybody had complaints about that. It, this was like one of those same things, but he actually did way more research into this movie than most people did. Actually, Gibson actually hired Dr. Richard D. Hansen, an assistant professor at Idaho State University, like a history buff on the Mayan culture. So he took some things from him. Also, I also read the, who is it? Spike Lee. (laughs) Spike Lee said something about the movie saying it was, let me see the exact quote he said. He said, he thinks in his essential film, quote unquote, essential film list. It's part of his essential films list. And he gives it to his New York graduate film students every year. So Spike Lee approved, but it's entertainment. A lot of people get all mixed up into the history of it, but at the same time, he just do a. Means he did what I feel like was his best work. Agreed. Before I saw this, I'm like, oh, you know, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> that's an that is <laughs> that's an intense. intense fucking movie. That's an intense movie. But it's not my favorite movie of his. My favorite movie of his was Braveheart. Well, directing, mm-hmm. but now it's by far this. Yeah. So you loved it. I fucking love this movie. Like it's, <laughs> All right. It's so good. All right, And cool. like every layer of it's good. They could have gone overboard with the music, trying to mix in a bunch of different, trying to make, oh, we're going to make it new tribal or something like that. You, mm-hmm. know, you just have Hollywoodize the music and shit. But low key, the cinematography was excellent. Right. You know what I found out though? What? Well, we'll get into it. But the first scene is really disorienting. And I immediately was like, oh God, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> It was just the hunt. I had to pause it and immediately look up Apocalypto frame rate. And I knew, I knew exactly what it was. I'm like, they went high frame rate. So uh-huh. they shot it and they shot it and played back in 48 frames a second, which is twice the speed of, of normal. Okay. You know, so normally it's 24 frames a second. Okay, yeah. This one, they shot it at 48, played it back at 48. I fucking hate that so much. Really? Oh yeah. The first Hobbit movie, they did that. 
mm-hmm. and I saw it in that 48 frames presentation. It was disorienting and terrible. Okay. But it was just the first scene. Mm-hmm. But I had to stop and look. I found out that this film was shot digital and it was a Panavision digital camera and it actually looked really good for 2006. I mean, and then I looked up, actually, a bunch of movies were filmed on this camera and I didn't know it. But most of them were just, they weren't big movies, you yeah. know, with big lighting design budget, mm-hmm. big production value. So it's like a lot of comedies. I think I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, <laughs> maybe another drama. But back in this period, man, they did really good because the sensor, say the Ari Alexa, which is, I give most credit for really ushering in the digital revolution when it comes to big movies mm-hmm. as far as you know big dramas big you know skyfall was shot on the Ari Alexa, and it's the most in my mind it's like the most beautiful movie ever shot people fault that movie a lot that movie is looks phenomenal on the list Got so watched it never watched it okay Ari Alexa comes out i think like 2011 ish you know and it starts picking up and so i thought there's that i thought that's when it took off me it's where it took off for me when i first started noticing oh digital's good now yeah because i used to see digital productions I'm like this looks like shit mm-hmm. this one all right so Ari alexa it has a yeah it has the same size sensor as the sensor that was in that was in this movie but it has way less resolution so Ari alexa went lower on resolution and just kind of made every pixel just like put a lot of work into each pixel yeah this one it had 4k resolution but in processing it, downsampled it to just under 2K, which is just under standard, you know, yeah. cinema presentation, which is close to 1080p. Mm-hmm. And so that could 2006 like processing power. Yeah. I know we're just getting off on a tangent. I'm sorry, but no, it's cool. I was just when I, I was just super impressed with how the cinematographer handled this. Dope. There's only two of this exact cam, two of this camera. Mm-hmm. So in that one of the scene with the boar scene, mm-hmm. they didn't film with one of these cameras. Because there's only two that had the functionality that this one did. There was like a previous version, but there's only two of this exact model, and they thought they might fuck it up, so they they used an Ari uh, film camera. That is information I have yet to realize in my homework. <laughs> you <laughs> have the eye for it, though. I just I just saw it. I'm like, what I was seeing wasn't digital. Mm-hmm. It was shot on film. Yeah, but it was that 48 frames a second. That's what like reading about the 48 frames. That's what I found out about the camera. And I started. And I was like. That's why, like the first night, it took me so long to get through most Did, of it because you were because I kept like I, I stopped and I was reading about the camera for a while, <laughs> and then at one point I stopped and was reading about just trying to figure out trying to remember some of the people's names. So I was yeah. going through the cast a bit, so it, like you jump back in. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I spoke about the second watch right after, because so much is going on, and there's so many characters, mm-hmm. and you know they're all dressed tribal. So the differentiation between them is there, but it takes a little bit to learn. So yeah. you go through the second time and you're recognizing people way early on that we're just kind of just random people. So well, I'm going to be watching this movie every time I get a chance. So I'm going to have to look it into the difference between digital and was it Aria? Well, no, Aria is, is Aria. digital, but it's just, that's when people started being able to, oh, this can be made to be in a lot of ways better than film, mm. you know? Film's still amazing, but, well, it can be surpassed in a lot of ways, too. So it stood up. So, yeah, actually, funny is, I think they used mainly five five cameras to film this whole thing. So they had to make sure everything was, every little detail. I mean, they had over 700 people part of this, and they had, like, 250 
people drawing on their faces, doing makeup and stuff. It was the it was a huge part. The city that was a massive, massive undertaking. That scene. He got one of his producers or the production. Who is it? Off of Braveheart or I forget, but that helped him with the city, and he built that city from ground up. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was dope. And it's also the setting of the film. It was also it was in Mexico. So originally they wanted to do it in Guatemala or Costa Rica, but the forest was too dense for movie production. I think they went perfect on it. Yeah. yeah. And they found this perfect spot in Catamaco, Mexico. Oh, uh, well, did they actually film Predator in Mexico? Have I watched Predator? <sighs> yeah, man. Fucking up. You got to know me. <laughs> you got to know me by now. Well, probably that 75, 80% of the movies you're going to talk about. I know, but pretty sure you do a Predator Arnold. <laughs> Get the out of here. <laughs> Is Arnold in Predator? Yeah. Didn't He's the star that. of Predator. And they didn't even know that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm messing up. Danny Glover's in Predator too as the star. And a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I think Predator 2 is better than Predator 1. I don't know why I didn't watch these. We'll get Arnold to it. and Different the homies. Ones. Come on. All right. So let's get into it. Summary breakdown of the movie. Set in the Mayan civilization when a man's idyllic presence is brutally disrupted by a violent invading force, he is taken on a perilous journey to a world ruled by fear and oppression where a harrowing end awaits him. Through a twist of fate and spurred by the power of his love for his woman and his family, he will make a desperate break to return home to and ultimately save his way of life. Maya society. Pretty much sums it up. Yeah. I found one that was... Oh, yeah. From IMDb user, Maya <laughs> Society. <laughs> We're still getting from IMDb. IMDb so, can't go wrong. That's so they where... actually had a shorter version of the same one, but I'm like, eh, we'll just use the full length. That's what it I is concise. For it. That's why I looked for it too. I didn't see that one. Unless I was just browsing through the wrong ones. I did go on Rotten Tomato and they had even longer. So you found a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What'd you find out about Mo Gibson? Oh my gosh. I found out that he was pretty dope in this movie directing it because <laughs> everyone had fun. Actually, none of the casts were ever in other big movies. He, he wanted them all non-actors, which was dope because it kind of gave more of a, you don't know what to expect from Mel. And Hollywood has this, I say Mel because he's been in Braveheart, Patriot. So he's always into these you know, passionate crises. He's in the history part of entertainment. And you know when the white person takes on the depicting a story of indigenous people, you gotta get that backlash of what kind of, especially if it's Mel Gibson. He earned my respect in this movie, and you can't really find anything good about Mel. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> this was just sad, but you know what I'm saying Mel. He he has a little soft spot in my in my movie list because of this movie, so I kind of like him. Yeah, it's a completely different take on Mel because I grew up watching Mel Gibson movies mm -hmm. a lot. <laughs> the Lethal Weapon movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. Mad Max, well, not actually Mad Max. Mad Max is okay, but The Road Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, mm -hmm. he's a fucking icon. He had so many good movies in the late 80s through the early 90s. Mm -hmm. He still owned everything in the 90s but you know he started he started changing a bit about what he was doing and he started directing a little and but yeah he's just in so much good stuff and even when he wasn't a wholesome character he's usually very likable mm -hmm. yeah no that's true i 
loved so many of his movies. And then, then you find out he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> then, Explain. Yeah. You didn't find this when you're reading? Mm-mm. Oh, so apparently he's been drinking since he's 13 years old and he's had, he's Who had hasn't? like serious, <laughs> no. serious problems with alcohol through his entire career. Apparently Richard Donner, he, who he worked with on all the lethal weapon movies. And I think, I think he did conspiracy theory too, but he's worked with Richard Jeez, Donner a lot. So Richard Donner, cause he's, he was known as such a professional Richard Donner had no idea how much he actually drank and he said like before certain like he's talking about a certain scene with richard donner and he, he said he had 13 pints of beer that morning for breakfast so he's got what? a he was banned from driving in ontario canada because he was hit a car while drinking and driving he had numerous drinking and driving charges over the years but this is just from reading it you know so this actual story who knows but he'd gotten in a fight with his soon-to-be ex-wife and got pulled over had an open container and he was furious with the cop for who wasn't letting him drive home <laughs> and some very anti-Semitic words came out of his mouth. I can't remember exactly what they were, but it was, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And that made the news. And that was the start of like a downward spiral. Apologies uh-huh. were issued soon after his next baby mama. I don't know if they're actually married. I think it was just his, his next baby mama. So she got a restraining order on him for domestic violence. Jesus. He apparently had said, and this is not verbatim, but if you get raped by a pack of black men, it'll be your fault. What? But the N-word. <sighs> and like all this was coming out in a fairly short period of time. No, you didn't. And the domestic violence charges aren't great either. <laughs> so his stock, you know? Yeah. Yeah. His stock crashed a bit. A little bit. So until 2016, this was the last movie he directed for 10 years. Like, so yeah, did 2006, that. he didn't direct anything until Hacksaw Ridge. And when I first found out about Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson directed it. And so my buddy's told me, yeah, it's really good. I'm like, really? He hasn't mm. done anything for so long. Is he really coming back with a winner? And it was, it was a good movie. Not as good as this, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So didn't know that about him. But was this pre-Apocalypto? This is all right after Apocalypto. So... Apparently, he fell off. Off. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently, he had said more anti-Semitic stuff around the time of trying to get the Passion of the Christ financed. What? Yeah. Dang, man. Stuff about you know Jews running Hollywood, shit like that. Oh, and just recently, apparently, white known writer said it in 2010 as well, but she just recently repeated it, and it was a story about like in 1992. She says Mel Gibson asked if she was a Jew and asked if she was an oven dodger. Oh yeah. So I, I want to believe that it's not true. Cause I mean, why not a writer? I mean, (laughs) I mean, no, who cares? (laughs) Now who cares if he actually said that it's, I don't give that much weight to what, why a writer says. Right. (laughs) She's a decent actress. Stranger things is the best thing that's happened to her. (laughs) Yeah. For the most part, I mean, (laughs) She has some alright ones. She was in some, she was some early nineties, late eighties. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it, but nah, I didn't know that. But you know, it's probably because you you messing around with films like Passion of the Christ, you don't get some demons coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you know how you said it, you he brought a professor in, yeah, a Mayan expert, yeah. 
Well, Passion of the Christ, he had priests visit him every day on set. No way. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I read up on this where like they had some stuff going on where like, spiritual forces were actually like trying to mess up certain things about the film. Like they would have stuff going missing, things where people were getting freaked out in certain scenes and stuff like that. So it was kind of crazy that he even got it done because of all the stuff that was happening during the producing of it. Yeah, I think he got a lot of the funding for that on his on his own. I'm trying to remember. Was it the same for Apocalypse? I don't know. You gotta. I don't think it. Mo he had to have had some serious financing though, because some that shit was huge. No, it was a big production. They did every day was like six hours to do just makeup for, on everybody. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and all that stuff was crazy. It's a big production movie, but that's the reason it came out gorgeous. So we're just gonna get into the gorgeous parts of it. And for all of you guys who hate it because of you know the history and all that. And then it's not depicting certain things. You know, it's entertainment and we liked it. So we're going to get right into it. Start off hunting. The hunting scene. Mm -hmm. Get a tapir is what it is. The wild boar. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I kept greeting tapir. <laughs> the boar? I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Tapir is what we're saying it is. And they're chasing this tapir. And immediately we see them using all types of booby traps. So, And all these booby traps and weapons that they're using are actually Mayan historical weapons the Mayans used. There's a tripwire that's released, and then this mm -hmm. a wall of spikes hit the boar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was that legit? That, I don't know. They just said that the weapons that they okay. used. So I don't know about the traps, but I'm assuming booby traps were, were invented back in the day, too. <laughs> oh, the, the, people have been booby trapping forever. For real. You know what I caught the second time that I didn't catch the first time? They were leading the boar. Yeah. I thought it was just like this crazy scene where they're just chasing it all over, but they were guiding it to the to trap. It. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because that trap has a little bit of foreshadowing in it that we'll get into the end of the movie. But it was at this scene where we kind of get into the characters and, you know, we get to be sucked into whatever world this is right away. And that's the way it opened where they're all, when they're cutting up their kill. Uh-huh. And dressing their kill, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just the energy, you know, because it's just everybody's like happy go lucky and busting each other's balls, yeah. Mayan style. Mm -hmm. Everybody's having like a pretty good time, even though even blunted. My favorite character of the movie, besides the leads, they're just fucking with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like locker room, and so yeah. you kind of feel like, all right, this is cool. It's, they make it where we understand the humor, and then it gets right into a serious moment before that. Well, I want to talk about the dad and then why Blunted is, <laughs> I imagine that's why he's called Blunted and then also <laughs> what his problem is. That yeah. yeah, so Blunted has a problem. We don't know it until they give him his part of the meat, which is every, one, someone gets a heart, some big, some, and he gets the testicles because he's having problems. Conceiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, he, they, like, they convince him. They convince him that it works. So he takes a bite and starts well, to dry. This is the second time doing it. It was the second time. Like not again. It's like no. I said this again. Oh yeah. Well, so my, my guess is they tried to do it before, and he wasn't buying it. Huh. And then that's that's why that time he looked at uh, he took at Jag he looked at Jaguar Paws Flint Sky Jaguar Paws Dad. Yeah. And he just kind of went along with it, kind of did a shrug. Uh-huh. I know. That's, what's even worse is he goes along with it. They make fun of him. They get into a little tussle. And then he tries to break it up. And he actually tries to help him. Yo, why do you let them bully you around like that? And he's like, it's because I don't have kids. And he's like, I got something for you. And gives some pepper. 
<laughs> chili leaves? It's, it's some kind of spicy chili leaf we find out later. Yeah. <laughs> but lo- his dad was so cool. He, yeah, he, so Flint he, Sky. I like Flint Sky a lot. Yeah. So we are introduced to Jaguar Paw at the same time because Jaguar Paw is the one doling out all the meat, yeah. you know, because he's, you know, future leader. Yeah. And he's led that hunt. So... And he's the one that's really busting his balls. Yeah. And then blunted attacks Jaguar Paw, kind of beats the hell out of him a little bit. And then they se- they separate him. Yeah. He got in some blows, but yeah, everybody was still in a happy mood after. Yep. And it just shows like a, a pretty dope intro into their world. And then Jaguar Paw senses something and he's like real serious. Everybody else is still joking around. And he... Is interrupted. Their fun is interrupted by a group of people who look like they've just been through some shit. Yeah, but he sensed them before they came out. Before they even come. Yeah, and he asks, and this is a big part of it because he seems calm and collected, and he seems assertive, Jaguar Paw. And then when they come, and he's sensing this sort of fear with this group of people, and it's starting to interrupt. I mean. He, Disturb like his peace. Why are they so afraid? Yeah. And what are they running from? And what's cool is also you you get a, a hint of these native groups. They, they don't know each other, but they have a rich culture or a relationship with the land. They're like, you know, the forest gives us many mm-hmm. things. So they... He, they the, yeah. They exchanged fish and fish meat. Fish and meat. And they, they pretty much... We understand that they're one with nature and it's this relationship with the earth and they're just wanting to pass and then that's when jaguar paul starts to become very concerned concerned yeah you could see it's it's eating at him Mm -hmm. and the father immediately senses that he's disturbed by it and he pretty much does the father-son talk of like hey chill out I wouldn't be able to say it verbatim, but he just did a nice, because the saying's like, something's troubling you. He's like, yeah, something's, tr- what, something's troubling me. He wants to know what, what happened to them. He says, you know, and then he just a little, a nice little speech about how fear infects the mind. Yeah, I'm going to actually pull up that quote because okay. it's actually a quote that most people. It's been said in, in different ways. Yeah. But so I, I like this one a lot. He said, fear is a sickness. It will crawl into the soul of anyone who engages it. It has tainted your peace already. I did not raise you to see you live with fear. Actually, that's not the full quote. Let me go with the fear, deep rotting fear. They were infected by it. Did you see? Fear is a sickness. It will crawl into the soul of anyone who engages it. It has tainted your peace already. I did not raise you to see you live with fear. Strike it from your heart. Do not bring it into our village. That's the full quote. The father's dope. He's so cool. Yes. So <laughs> he's like, <laughs> before the father gives him the spicy flowers, he's like, he just agreed that when Jaguar Pa said that's how his, his father had so many children because he had like 10 kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. And then gullible as he is, took anything and everything. It's funny because he's trying to not make his wife happy. He's trying to make his wife's mom happy because she he's, wants them to have kids. So that's, he's, just trying, he's just trying to get her off his back. Yeah. You can tell that Jaguar Paw, I mean, not Jaguar Paw, Blunted. All right, so let's get into the, They get back to the village, and then, like, what does what Blunted immediately have to deal with? <laughs> the mother-in-law's asking where the heck he's been, and you need to get into the room with your wife and start making these kids. So he's already getting pushed into it, right? 
just getting pushed all around the village. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's laughing at him. This guy's pretty. This is the biggest one in the group. Oh, but he's a fucking beast. Yeah. Not only is he the biggest one, he's ridiculously strong and can fight. Yeah. You weren't expecting with the way they punk him so much. But no. then, oh, he's the baddest guy on the crew by yeah. far. No, he is. So she's pushing him, and then Skyflower, his wife, is just super. Super embarrassed <laughs> for like for him, like she feels bad. She's like, yeah, she's trying to get his mom to let him be. So they go in and they go into the hut, and Skyflower pops back out. He can't go while you're out waiting outside, <laughs> and she doesn't move. She, uh, yeah, no, the mother in law does not move, mm-hmm. and she's and, sitting right outside the door. Yeah, and then, but Skyflower's like, she left. <laughs> hey, Skyflower. Yeah. She got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> the magic touch. <laughs> the whole village is pretty dope. This is where you get everybody, you get to see everybody's family kind of chill. <laughs> What's funny is she comes out, what, five minutes, ten minutes later with her mouth burning. <laughs> yeah. You could hear, yeah, you could hear them both screaming. <laughs> Blunted's running around, holding his junk in his hands, running around looking for looking for something to put out put out that heat. And then <laughs> Skyflower runs out trying to drink some water. Yeah. Cause oh yeah, we didn't pass out. So the burning flowers, Flint Sky told him that he needed to rub it vigorously <laughs> on, on, his, on his on himself privates. on his privates prior to. Yeah. And so he he comes out burning, looks for the village water hole. <laughs> Everybody's dying laughing at him. He's laughing at himself, but he's he's laughing and crying at the same time because it hurts so bad. Yo, that was great. That was a great scene. Mm-hmm. And there's all of them, you wouldn't even know that they were all, this is like their first big movie. Mm-mm. Everyone, the entire cast, every single person, including the kids, mm-hmm. young kids, everyone is amazing. <laughs> Jaguar Paul's son? He's like, right? He's so good. He's 15 years old in a six year old body. He's not 15 when they filmed. No, no, I'm saying oh, he's like a t- 15. Like, he's. Yeah, he's that makes grown. more sense. <laughs> this guy goes through so much in this movie, too. And he's like a G. He's, Where is he cast? He's, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Still, they, I mean, the, they well, like a lot, a lot of the casters from all throughout like Mexico or like Southern Texas, you mm-hmm. know, of varying degrees of right. Mexican and. Straight Aztec, some are more Native American. Yeah, Rudy Youngblood, Jaguar Pa. He's different shades of Native, Native American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so fucking good. Actually, the whole cast, the whole cast. Yeah. Do you want to talk about when? I mean, the next scene is where basically Jaguar Pa goes and sees his family. Oh yeah, so he's got. I think he's what six or seven years old, son. No. Five. No. Four. He's three, dude. <laughs> he's like three or four. Gosh. He's an adult to me in this movie. <laughs> no, no kid gets stitches, or we'll get into it. But no kid gets stitches and not cries. <laughs> I'm sorry. So he goes into, and his his wife is expecting. So they have a one on the way, and they're having a village thing, right? Yeah, the nice moment at home, mm-hmm. playing with his son. Turtles run. Turtles run, That's and his his wife is seven, and. So, pregnant as heck. Mm-hmm. She's doing any minute, any, any day. <laughs> she, she's giving birth right then. <laughs> yeah. And so, the village elders telling stories, you know, and yeah. 
parables and the story was good. It's like I was trying to pay more attention the second time and I, I still don't. You just actually it, There's decoding me, going on. You just reminded me of what the actual, the movie actually opened up with a quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got, <laughs> pull that up. Yeah, the quote was right here. Let me pull that up. A great civilization is not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself from within. W. Durant. Now, this was a quote for the Roman, the fall of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So, in this, in that sense, I don't think it fit because it's like saying the Mayans killed themselves, which well, is not you? true. But no, for sure. But the Mayan civilization was in decline for six, seven hundred years, mm-hmm. from what I read at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was like, yeah. and so. The way Mel Gibson talked about it, these things happen in cycles. Yeah. They were a great empire that that weakened over time and became a shell of what it once was, you know, and was ready for conquering, basically. Yes. He's saying if it was was in their prime, I mean, guns and disease probably still wouldn't have been enough to take them out by the Spanish. Mm -hmm. But seeing as how the Spanish brought guns and disease... (laughs) And they had already gone through their own plagues mm-hmm. prior to the the slow decline. So yeah. they're like, oh, he's he's portraying like evil. He's like, no, it's a civilization that is already st- starting to fall and crumble and splinter. And that's why there's such big differences between this group over here, this group over there. I mean, I'm, I know there was anyway, but like they were, he was, you see basically three groups of people. You see Jaguar Paws tribe. Mm-hmm. You see the tribe that's passing by. Yep. Later, we'll see the ones from yep. basically cities. And they're all very different. Yeah. And only one group was portrayed in, in a negative light. And the way it was portrayed in a negative light, though, was not just the... It's not just saying all the people are bad. It was... And we'll get into it, but it's just like the leadership mm-hmm. and the leadership and then, you know, the religious leaders, they, they did that to the people. Yeah. And also the power did it from above and because Mayans believed in, I mean, they were super advanced. I mean, they had the calendar going, they had, they even could predict when the solar eclipses would happen. Mm-hmm. So they would use that. And like most big societies, they would use knowledge that they knew that most of the population didn't know as ways to control. And that was, that's also part of the whole Mel Gibson using this as a, like how you said, that was perfect, actually, when you say about how it constantly history and it's how messed up humans are when it comes to conquering and destroying each other, in a sense. Ironically, it's this is the same man who also said he would basically believe anything the Catholic Church says. <laughs> the Catholic Church that was the cause of so many of the problems that he's saying are bad and happen in cycles. When it comes to Mel at this point, ignorant is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> ignorant is bliss because like he's super Jesus. right. He's super. He's he's super conservative. But then on the flip, it's like, did he not see the parallels with the Catholic? He had to have. But also, what he compared it to more was he said that the Bush and the Iraq War reminded him. Uh, just the propaganda machine surrounding it reminded that's what the later scenes in, in the Mayan capital or that group's capital get reminded them of that. And I'm like, uh, I could see closer parallels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. So the parable goes like this. 
I saw a hole in the man, deep like a hunger he will never fill. It is what makes him sad and what makes him want. And then it goes into saying, he will go on taking and taking until one day the world will say, I am no more and I have nothing left to give. That was the parable. Pretty deep. (laughs) It doesn't apply to anybody in that village, but it is a nice parable of, of ways not to become that would best show, you know, that other side of the bad guys. Right. That will come to know at the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that parable, they get into a ritual dancing. They start, you know, turning up. <laughs> and then Skyflower's trying to drag Blunted away. And <laughs> he still hurts. He's still hurting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then then they get into just everybody sleeping. But actually, no. Let's go to Jaguar Paul. Jaguar oh. Paul is just stuck. Yeah. He's stuck thinking in his head. Because he's still disturbed and his dad's also, you know, side-eyeing him, seeing how he is. And then his wife is like, come back to me. Because this guy is like, he feels like something's coming and he knows it's not good. Seven has a very calming presence. Yeah. Come back to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was dope. Their relationship is really dope. Did their whole family, the the son, the wife. I will... I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that they are my favorite movie couple of all time and favorite movie what? family of all time. I can't, I'm trying to, I'm having a, I'm having a real hard time thinking of people like overall who I like more as, as, as a family unit slash couple. They were, they're strong. Yeah. They're a strong family. And they bring strength from each other, you know? Yeah. You know, it's them together Ooh, is what makes point, them strong. Bro. Yeah. Are getting back to each other. This, that's dope. You opened my third eye on that one. <laughs> Actually, this whole movie plays around them, now that you think about it. So, yeah, that's a dope scene. They go into, everybody's sleeping, and then we get into a, I thought it was real, but it's actually a dream. Mm. And it's Jaguar Paul is dreaming. It's pretty night. He's having a nightmare because he sees the same group of people in his dream. And in this time, the guy that was he had exchanged words with, he has his heart in his hand and he's breathing super hard. And he's like, run. Yeah. Run. Yeah. And then this is when we see the third group of Mayan coming yeah. in. And you know they're different from everyone else because they're they have armor on. The leader has skeleton bones as armor. So you know they're not good. They got flames and torches and weapons drawn, and they're creeping up on Jaguar Paul's village. Which Jaguar Paul, because he has his his nightmare, he wakes up earlier than most everybody mm-hmm. else, takes a look around, sees that, glances around, sees it still peaceful and stuff. He notices he's dreaming, and then he sees movement in the woods. At that point, Jaguar Paul immediately wakes his family up lightly doesn't cause any disturbance or commotion and tells him we gotta go yeah and then as soon as he he's got the boy in his hand one of them dudes is running up into his hut he pushes the wife turns around to deflect and keep the boy away from yeah dude right there and then takes him out straight up and this is when we actually see jaguar paw start how badass this guy is Mm -hmm. and his family it's because they he takes him, what, he fights off two people before he takes his family to the hole? 
Yeah, I mean, two, at least two getting there. Yeah, two getting there. And then he's takes a rope and he's roping his wife and this kid down. It's like a crevice. It's I wonder. Yeah. If, I wonder if they. You see them? Did they settle there because it's kind of like a well? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It, and it's just like a little crevice that is alone. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, and he's roping her down. And he's got someone coming after him. Yeah, they dude sees him from afar as he's roping him down. Yeah, it's, it's going slow. It's deep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going real slow. And yeah, that guy's he's trying hard to get them down there before the, <laughs> before she has to let go of his pregnant wife and his yeah, kid. Yeah, and he lets go a little earlier than he wanted to because she falls and kind of bumps her belly a little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit. And we all ooh, just everybody. I bet everybody felt the same way. Yeah, go, no, 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 not the pregnant no, woman. The pregnant woman. Mel over here trying to make this. Oh, well, I guess one, one moment though. Okay, so oh yeah, no, I'm wrong. It's right after he has to fight this guy that came at him. Mm-hmm. Well, he wins, but that was a good little fight. That was a scuffle right there. Yeah, and then he ends up beating the guy with his own weapon and dragging him out. Yep. You quickly learn they're way. Everybody in that village is a badass. They're all. If they weren't outnumbered, they would have won. Yeah. If it was an even numbered fight. They would have won. Hands they would have won. They took out way more of those guys than they were taken out of. Yeah, it was a pretty. This is where we actually get to see how violent or gruesome we can expect this movie to be because yeah. they weren't holding back. No, but before he goes to Jaguar Park, goes to help everyone else. He looks down. He's like, and it, his wife's telling, him, "You do not leave us. Yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, do not leave us." Mm. He's like, "I have to help him." Yeah, and you know, she was very afraid yeah which is for someone that we we learn is very calm and collected she was like that moment of fear she's she's afraid for herself but she was more afraid for her husband going back in there yeah and then this is when we get to see pretty much everybody doing their thing blunted's taken out blunted taking out a lot of people we see his wife getting (laughs) dragged out well yeah after they're all after they're all but before we get to them all being captured i think there's an interaction that happens Oh, with the dad? The dad's fighting multiple people. Yeah. And, and then the dad is badass. The dad is badass. But so the dad's fighting multiple people. And this is where we're also seeing like the main bad people characters coming into play because Exactly. They're start, they're starting to show which ones of them that we they're gonna be in the pretty much throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And then but there's so his dad's fighting multiple people, but this one guy, his name's Middle Eye. He's about <laughs> because there's so many after the dad. He's about to get the best of uh, yeah best of his dad. middle eye. That's my favorite bad guy. Oh no, it's Zero Wolf. Zero Wolf is mine. Zero Wolf is definitely up there, but Middle Eye is just my favorite because you want to see when he's gonna die <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> the whole time because he played the, that dude so good. Like he wanted to. It was just his whole demeanor in the whole movie. Like, his face the whole time is I'm disgusted by this guy. But yeah, he's fighting. He gets his one-on-one with him, and he's about Jaguar Paul and a middle middle finger, middle eye, <laughs> middle finger, <laughs> middle eye is uh, going at it, and middle eye almost gets handed, and then the leader stops. Zero Wolf stops him, and that's when he's yo. We got to save him because all the men are getting sacrificed, and all the women are getting sold into slavery. That's the reason why they want to keep them. They don't care about the kids, so they're trying to gather up as much as they could. And it was just, it was really interesting because 
these guys do some heinous shit, mm-hmm. but most of them, I mean, not middle eye, middle eye's in it for the heinous shit, yeah. but most of them and their leader, Zero Wolf, this is commerce. This yeah. is the, the, this is what they do for funds. Yeah. This is their job. Yeah. This is their craft. Yes. You see babies getting picked up with one leg. Like they. Oh, I'm so happy we didn't see what happened with the rest of that. Yeah. No, it was pretty crazy. They're pretty much raping and pillaging in this village. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they did a lot less raping than you, than you would have thought they would have done. Yeah. They had to do that one just to break mm-hmm. blunted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh, let's go to the middle eye. So middle eye is super pissed because he can't kill him. Yeah. Because he got to save him for sacrifice. And this is when he's super pissed off. And then Jaguar Paul's dad tells Jaguar Paul to not do something. Or he says, be still or something. like. He gives oh, him like a... He says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, yeah. But that's after Jaguar Pa goes, I'm sorry, Father, because he couldn't stop it from happening. But as soon as Middle Eye hears that that's his dad, he stands him up and kills him. Yeah. But that's my first real nitpick is if they're taking them all to sacrifice and they're all... Why did did Middle Eye get away with... Slicing, yeah, slicing his dad's throat. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, actually, you're right because he's young and dad's old. I don't see why he would keep the young one and sacrifice the old one. I mean, kill the old one. Just let him kill the old one. He, they, the, oh, but he's he, old. They didn't keep any older people, elders. The I don't know. He was. They wouldn't have been holding them if they weren't planning on keeping them. They would have just killed them. Killed them, right? So they were holding them, and then he stands them up and kills them. If I know my man Zero Wolf, he wouldn't have stood for that shit. Zero Wolf is a bad, bad man. Yeah. He, he strikes fear into all all of his people. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see him letting that just be without there being a thing. Yeah. Well, like what happens in a little bit, that would have been the final straw. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Instead of the first one. Yeah. After Middle Eye, kills my main dude, Flint's guy. Mm-hmm. Knocks out Jaguar Paw. And that's when we get to everybody being tied up and captured. Yeah. He wakes back up, comes to, and he's like looking at who's all got captured. He's looking around pretty much and realizing where everybody's at. That's what we see blunted. He's already captured. And they're just pretty much gathering up everybody that they, all the main characters. And we see, <laughs> we see, was it Sunflower? Skyflower. Oh, Skyflower. Skyflower. We see her getting taken by two guys. Her mom is captured, which is weird because they captured that old lady and they killed off his old man. And then they pretty much did what they wanted with his wife and then killed her. So we don't know what you need, what they're looking for as far as sacrifices. There's some young women that were definitely killed Mm -hmm. early on. Right. That don't make sense. Then the rape and kill when she's already captured, that's what Mm -hmm. I guess he allows a certain amount of... Of damage, yeah, of damage and pillaging. Yeah. But that was fucked up. Yeah. Jaguar Pa was crying for Blunted and his, and his girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see they're all pretty close. And then they start taking them away. And even the kids, the kids that were getting left behind, 
they were strong too because they were following him the whole time. One of the homies got stabbed in the rib. So he's just dealing with his rib being gushed, pretty much his guts on one side of his hip while he's being dragged around. And the whole time he's looking around, he's trying to make sure that they didn't see the hole where his wife was. Mm-hmm. And then he gives get, it away. Huh? He gives it away, he though. He does a little bit, which is where we see one of the main evil guys. I forget Snake it. Ink. Snake Ink. Yeah, and that's the guy that's pretty much the brains of the whole group. Cause yeah, he's, he's, like the he's witty second guy. in command, yeah. Yeah. Second in command and couldn't find him. And he threw a rock, though. Threw a rock. Threw a rock in a boulder. It was a large rock. Yeah. Because he's seen a rope. He pulled up a rope from it. That's what he saw. We'll give it away. Mm-hmm. So he was looking into it after seeing the rope. Didn't see anyone. Which I don't know how the wife saw that he was coming up. Probably heard his footsteps and hid. And then he threw a rock in there, which was kind of effed up. Cause... Yeah. Is that a stalactite that the rock made fall on? Yeah. Tur- on the turtle run. Yeah. Turtles run. Turtle and- run cut his leg open but he yelped out but he held it in pretty good mom mom covered his mouth yep and then they get taken away and then this is where we catch up with we realize that the other group already got (laughs) captured as well because we see the guy that he had seen earlier on all of them are captured as well they're going through the forest and the kids are following them and they're just what's like a two-day venture but th- those kids met up with the kids from that other crew that were left behind too. Yeah. And they told those kids to come with them because they realized that they were they, they were, were missing their parents too. too. Yeah, that's right. The leader of the kids, she was she was holding it down. Yeah, so Which once, made it so emotional too. I know. They're all getting drugged across the water, barely keeping their heads above water. Yeah. This is where the kids can't follow them anymore. Mm-mm. They yeah. they won't make it across the river. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's okay. I'll take care of them. They're mine mine now. now. This seven-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. tops, and she's like, I'll take care of them. They're mine now. Got emotional. That was, I got, just even when she said that, when you just said that, goosebumps. Yeah. That whole part of the village, you just know how close this village was, where everyone's strong, everyone's holding their own, even in this time of like panic and chaos that's going on. And I don't understand why people thought that this was so negative right. of a movie about because there's this movie has some of the strongest characters I've ever seen in anything. Come on, and like and like, how is that not getting recognized? Because there's so many good people and good characters and like strong everyone, strong children, strong women. I mean, as we'll find as we tell the story, seven in a horrible situation she's definitely one of the strongest maybe the strongest character i've ever seen in a film right what she's dealing with mm-hmm. and how she handles it and we'll get into the details later but she's amazing yeah great point with the characteristic of it because even if they it was let's say if this was as bad as it gets that could be compared to a lot of other civilizations there yeah. was you know what i mean so even if this was as bad as it was People just don't like seeing the bad and everything. So they have to complain about it. Like, that's not us. You know what I mean? Like, Basically, every civilization and culture that's ever been around has killed its own and done horrible things. Exactly. So it's like... It's not ever in every human's nature, 
but every group of humans is going to have enough of them that have that in their nature. Exactly. So. You get a group of people, you get a large enough group of people together. Some of them are going to be fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. And especially this group of minds right here. So yeah, they're going through the river, the kids get separated. And then this is when they go through, this is when we start seeing them separate themselves from the lush forest and they start getting to like wider open areas, big trees, huge trees that they're chopping down. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing that they're starting to utilize more of the, the industrial aspect. Exactly, of the environment. And they start passing up rundown villages, diseased. Little, yeah, little bridges and shit. Mm-hmm. And then they come across this village or whatever that's being plagued by a disease. Which looks like it wasn't leprosy. I don't think smallpox. I mean, the smallpox wouldn't have come yet. Well, that's the thing is, I looked up a thing on smallpox, and it looks just like smallpox. And maybe it's like a smallpoxian variant. I read an article saying that's the reason why they they hated this movie is because smallpox was introduced by the Europeans, Spanish. and for them to have smallpox already in the in the place. Look here, it could Priest- be. Pre smallpox. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with pre. We're gonna go with some syphilis. Uh, no, the, the syphilis came with the Europeans too. Europeans are gross. <laughs> if we've brought on some European listeners, I'm sorry for my last comment. <laughs> this is a part part of the scene because we find this Oracle kid. <laughs> right. All right. So it's. First, she's scared and afraid because her mom just died. Yeah. And then they keep pushing her away. And then she has this amazing monologue about how they're all going to die. Fun fact. Jaguar. She said the jaguar is going to. Yeah. She said that the day is going to turn into night. She's going to say it's going to be a man running with the jaguar. Mm-hmm. Who's just a beast. And yeah, just pretty much tells them that they're going to die from this person. Which is kind of crazy because a well, fun fact about that little kid. I had to look her up. <laughs> She never knew what a movie was before she had this role. <laughs> she never watched a movie ever. Little fun fact about that little girl. So she killed that little role, the little Oracle kid. And she pretty much read their future to him. This which is was a bad crazy omen. Because, yeah, bad omen. Which is crazy because you actually start seeing fear in them. Because they're all kind of freaked out that this little girl is telling them all these things. When that big fucking tree falls because people are cutting down trees <laughs> to use. <laughs> and... <laughs> Fucking Zero Wolf goes, I am walking here. <laughs> I just started dying laughing. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> That's the, that was the mind version. I am walking here. <laughs> First time that was ever said in history. <laughs> well, probably not, but yeah, I was cracking up though. Somebody did that on purpose. That was a CG. Obviously. Definitely. That giant tree falling was not great cg was that the first time that you we see cg no no in the movie oh i mean it's definitely used a couple times that's the first time it was just really like obvious for yeah sure. yeah it was like the first time it was bad oh unnecessary ingredients i forgot about that one that's going on the list we have an unnecessary ingredients list i didn't have anything for mine but bad cg i could have mm-hmm. done without it yeah most of it seemed like, well, the city was mostly CG, though. Well, yeah, some matte paintings and some... It was digitally composited. Yeah, together. okay, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they actually... They... 700 people were in that one scene. So that's a lot of people. 
they definitely use computers to merge mm-hmm. stuff together to kind of make it bigger. Yeah. I think that was actually pretty tastefully done, though. Yeah. So after that scene, we actually cut back to the mom and Turtles Run. So Seven and Turtles Run. And this is where you realize how tough they both are. Right. She grabs ants and starts. So she grabs the ant's body, tears the body off the head, and the head actually clamps onto the skin of turtles. Well, she's, yeah, so she squeezes it, and then the ants, you know, they have the pincers, and the pincers are being used as basically sutures. Yeah. And as soon as it, it bites down, she crushes the body the rest of the way and tears the body off. Yeah, which is crazy. It just shows how much they use. What's around them. But around them. I'm like, that seems so perfect. It must be based on something real, you know? It has to be. The thing is, they're calm, they're together, and she's having Turtles run. So he's involved in it. Obviously, it doesn't feel good, but he gets to choose his own ants to give to her. So he's like, he's participating in it, and it's just like... What? I know. Yeah. I'm doing something wrong with my parenting. (laughs) No, man. This whole movie made me feel like a shitty parent. (laughs) I am no Jaguar Paw or Flitz guy. And I'm sure as hell no seven. <laughs> exactly. Just making us feel sh- like we're doing it all wrong. But and Maybe that's why he's my favorite bad guy. Not for everything, but I, I just feel I'm more of like a zero wolf father <laughs> than a jaguar's paw. <laughs> You're probably right. Because <laughs> I'm pretty much a zero wolf too. This, we're, we're, we're on the same boat with that. <laughs> I wish I was a Jaguars pod, but I'm definitely relating more to Zero Wolf as like, as far as like quality of parenthood. He loved his kid, though. We'll get to it. Yeah, Zero Wolf probably get handed him a knife when he was little. Well, you know what? Actually, we didn't. Re- we met Zero Wolf's kid. It was his son's first yeah. pillaging mission. Yeah, it was. He's, they're all walking together, you know, because the the uh, the baddies are like leading the the troops of the men that are all tied together. And he stops his son. He's like, he looks at his face. It's swollen as hell. He's like, you forgot to duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he has his son hold still and he takes his very sharp knife and he does a couple slices around his eye to relieve the blood pressure. Yeah. Well, relieve the pressure from the blood. Mm-hmm. And the swelling goes down and he can see out of his eye again. He's like, oh yeah, that worked. <laughs> you could tell his, his son, he loves his son. His son is a goober. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's young. He's wet behind the ears. Yeah. He's like, you proved yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're one of us now. And he hands him his dagger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this has taken many souls. George yeah, this now. this has taken many lives. Yeah. And they don't use metal. They use That's, obsidian. Yeah. I was going to say it was like, it was like glass or, yeah, or, you know, like, like, is that lava? But yeah, obsidian. That's, that's, yeah, exactly, that's what, it. exactly what that is. Yeah. So all of all their weapons are pretty much obsidian based or wood, but nothing, nothing metal. And so, yeah, they cut into where they're now just walking up like a cliff in the line. And this is when we realize, well, middle eye, middle eye gives Jaguar Paul a nickname. Almost. Almost. Orlock. Because he almost got him. Yeah, almost got him. And they're walking up this cliff, um, and this is when the homie who got stabbed in the stomach is really struggling with himself. And we should point out, because we haven't talked about it completely, but Middle Eye is the one that's leading his group, the main group of hunters, and he is fucking with 
Jaguar's paw the whole time. The whole time. You're like, I want this motherfucker to die. <laughs> yeah. So they have this moment where they're the homie is pretty much about to die. I mean, he's like dead weight to them. He's at the back of the of the group. And when they pretty much damn near fall off the cliff, like that group is like holding on to like a, a root to try to help from them falling over the cliff. And Middle Eye just watching it, enjoying it the whole time, trying to see if they're going to get out of it. And they actually get out of it. He's like, oh, which he could have lost his whole group. Yeah, he could have lost all six of them guys. Yeah. And if he lost all six of them, he would have zero wolf would have killed, killed him. him. Yeah. Because he ended up cutting off after they had saved the dude. And the reason that they all were saved is because Blunted is Blunted. strong as hell. Yeah. He locked Blunted pulled them all up enough where he could lock his leg around basically like a tree root that was kind of peeking out the side of this cliff face mm -hmm. and got his leg in there yep. and him cold and steady they were, the rest of them were able to pull up yeah exactly he saved them and then even after that he still cut off the dude that was dead weight which was sad because like there, you watched him fall I feel like there was some CG involved on that one but I feel like it was a mix of CG and something really falling I don't think it was CG at all I thought it was really falling it just looked it didn't look because it was in a real body? Yeah, it was, well, it almost looked like he still had rope attached to him because his body was changing trajectories in oh, the air. Like, I thought it had hit some rock and some foliage. Yeah. No, I actually watched that a lot. <laughs> just that scene. I, I, <laughs> just I watched that, it just for that scene. <laughs> just for that scene, just, just to make sure. But it, he was actually falling. Yeah. It was, but it was with It was crazy looking, right? Yeah, it did. Well, hold on. I'm going to pull it up right now. It, it looks like he had string attached to him. So we just watched it. Yeah. A weird free fall. I'm going to guess that maybe he was, it was still kind of, the cliff face was still kind of pushing out a bit and he was kind of getting some drag before yeah, he drag hit from real free fall. But yeah, it was a weird looking fall. Yeah. And then this is. Yeah. I think it was a dummy. I don't think that was CG. I've yeah. watching it four times in a row. Yeah. See? <laughs> <laughs> now you get me. <laughs> so uh, Skywolf realizes that he's separated from, their group is a little bit separated. So he goes back to see what happened and he starts counting. Who's missing? Yeah, Zero Wolf realizes they're down one. <laughs> yeah. And he looks at Middle Eye and he's like, if one of them goes missing again. Yeah. Because, well, he asked. Well, he, zero, he, he, had a sly, he had a slight remark to it. He, middle Eye's like. He's like dead weight. Yeah, he's, yeah that's exactly yeah. what he's I let him. I let him go. Yeah. He's like, you let him go. Oh, should we just do what you want to do now? And then that's when they have a stare down. Yeah, they have a stare down. Zero Wolf. Already took off his headdress and kind of just laid himself out there. And then yeah. he brings out his knife. It's like, you can take control if you want. Mm -hmm. If you feel you got it. Middle Eye did not feel he had it. Yeah. And he was also kind of like low-key embarrassed because he got punked in front of everybody. So it was kind of even just more of a, a hate towards Jaguar Paul because he, he got to see him get embarrassed in front of him. He rolled his eye and then they continued to go. And then they started getting into the actual city. And this is when you start seeing... A lot of woods, a lot of the environment is being destroyed. They got mud and powder, white powder being. So yeah, they're like crushing rock to make like a, a mortise type thing to like kind of put over their structures. Yeah. And they're layering it on. And I'm like, is that how it was done? I'm like, seems legit. It actually was. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't realize that. I went to a history buff and watched their, their angle on it. And they said that the city 
and how they actually presented the city with all the ruin because the self-destruction that quote kind of hits home when is how they were they were sacrificing people because their land and crop was decaying so they were wanting to sacrifice as many people as they could tell the gods hey yeah, they had an agricultural blight going on yeah they're almost destroying themselves and sacrificing more people to the gods to help replenish their crops which was just like a downward spiral if you think about it because the more people they sacrifice the more worse everything around them was getting because they were just a city they're constantly growing it's industrial so they're ruining their crops and at the same time they're trying to ask the yeah. mass graves in where the crops should be right yeah that's where the quote hits home in that aspect but like i said the city was actually built for this movie by the, one of the old producers from or production designer yeah production designers from braveheart and so and most of the stuff is you start to see the the separation in classes of the the people you see the poor and the sick ones and then you start seeing more paint more jade yeah and it just the way that it was portrayed I mean, whether there's actual verifiable truth in a lot of it, the way that it was portrayed as far as like the class structure. I mean, obviously there's class structures, but the way that it was shown yeah, and just the course. extravagance and everything, mm-hmm. it just ties more into the fact that this was a parable about great civilizations that fall. And it was really, you could tell it's like tying back to a lot of the Roman stuff. Yeah, Like it was just so obvious. I just don't see how people didn't get it. And why they're just like, ah, it's like, he even said, don't take this as a historical film. Yeah. And it's honestly, I don't think Braveheart was any more really realistic, <laughs> you know? So it's just, yeah, it was definitely, it was supposed to have a wider reach than just this one civilization. Right. Yeah. And so as they're continuing on, this is when the group actually starts to separate where the women are separated from the men. They start auctioning. Yeah, they start auctioning, and that's when you see Blunted seeing his mother-in-law actually being taken into getting sold off, and then they have this little moment of... It's because she didn't sell. Nobody wanted to buy her because she was yeah. old, so they're just... Did her. Instead of just killing Kill her or whatever, her. they're like, she wasn't useful in commerce, so they just said, all right, you're free to go. Yeah. And there's this straight moment where she's worried about her, her son-in-law, mm-hmm. and the last family she has yeah. as he's not being freed and he's just being trudged off, you know, and she's just like, she follows as far as she can and then she has to let him go. Yeah. I will point this out though. She didn't seem to notice when her daughter was drug away and everybody could hear what was going on, you know? She seemed like out of it. Yeah. So I feel like she noticed more about her son-in-law being drug away than when her daughter was, but maybe she got hit in the head. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, and she's actually out of character because the whole time she was just being the bossy one and off. She's being funny, but at the same time, she wanted them to have kids. So she really loved him. You can see how close she was with him because she wanted them to have a family. She wanted her little grandbabies. That was just a sad time. And Blended was, he was dope. Then it's going to get to the ugly part. So they start going and they start painting them blue Mm -hmm. because I guess that's what is the mark of a sacrificial it's been a long time for me what do they call the mayan versions of the pyramid structures those type of the steps temples yeah temple yeah 
So they're getting walked around. It's a ramp. Mm-hmm. They kind of get to the top of this thing where they're doing the sacrifices. Yeah, and they already have one sacrifice already happening. So they actually kind of see exactly what's going to happen, where they're going. Head getting cut. Boy, no, he's getting stabbed in the chest. Well, it's you get stabbed just under the just chest. Just under the chest. And then they reach up under the rib cage to rip the heart out. Rip the heart out. Why the man's alive. And then they cut his head off and chuck it down the... So yeah, when I said this movie's not intense, I just meant like an overall, it's not just like, ah, and you're on your seat. And like, yeah. you know, it is very violent though mm-hmm. and horrific. Yeah. And this is definitely that one of those scenes. What makes it even worse is that everyone around them, even the kids, love it. It was more about tying into the Romans. Yeah. It's it's part of the whole... Yeah, it's like gladiators, the mayhem, or how people used to go watch hangings. It's yeah. like they didn't have TV. That was the entertainment they were provided. is the mm-hmm. only entertainment they had. So they're, that was football. Yeah, and also that's also the answer to their problems. Potentially. Yeah, like, it's supposed to be. Yeah, these and are. They think it works. Exactly. And so Old Short Bin's the first of the group to go. And then Jaguar Paul, it follows off. And he's, well, he's standing there watching what's happening. Mm-hmm. All he can think about is his family yeah. and how he's. And then Blunted says something kind of reassuring about how we'll, we'll meet like on the other side type of yeah. thing. And he says, no. I can't go I right can't now. Go. Yeah. yeah, it's like he, he knew that he still had to get back to his family. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought, you know, I thought he was going to action movie it and grab the knife that's going to cut him and fight everybody off and escape. But it got weirder. <laughs> he was saved by an eclipse. <laughs> yeah. That eclipse moved in quick. Yeah. And at first when it moved in quick, I was like, oh, this is stupid, kind of. And then I'll get back to why here a little bit later, why it's not at all. Mm-hmm. And the eclipse moves in super quick. And then everybody notices it. And then the head priest dude, who's a fucking piece of shit, just kind of, <laughs> he's the MC getting the crowd riled up mm-hmm. for the for the king, basically. Actually, you could tell he's the snake of them all because even the king needed reassurance from him. Because the king looked at him in confusion. Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. And he, smart. He's Jafar. Yeah. He's a Jafar ass. Yeah perfect depiction because he has this little he is done too by it but which is weird because that's what they're known for they're supposed to schedule these (laughs) these eclipses. they're known for these eclipses. back when they're real good (laughs) (laughs) they're in the clan this guy kind of seems like he didn't pay attention in preschool very much he Mm -hmm. just kind of rose through the ranks because he's like you know what if we sacrifice more i bet you it would help yeah exactly and then he was the sacrifice mc He's definitely the one who who talked everybody into this whole sacrifice. Extra. You know they did it before, but he's the one that he really pushed for it to be a daily, many <laughs> times a day kind of thing. Those mass graves are huge. Yeah. Well, that was another thing that they hit him off of. The history buffs hit him off. The massacres that they seen in this movie was nowhere n- near that. It was maybe 220 people a year. <laughs> That's what they were saying the Mayans were used to. And they were like, it was never to that big of a scale of sacrificing. We only do like two thirds of that a year. <laughs> You're going to go down to a specific number, bro. If they did it, you we don't. Who's to say? People are hiding yeah. skeletons, bro. Yeah, they burn stuff down too. Exactly. And it's not like it's preserved. And the whole point of this is 
this is an extreme version right. of the bad part of a culture. Mm-hmm. Which but, people you know, don't like a bad. Understand. I mean, you know, sacrifice is going to happen with some with some older groups. I mean, <laughs> twenty people a year is kind of boring. <laughs> you see twenty people in a crop is like all like right. 20, 20 people a day. Yeah, it was like twenty people a day here. Which is this is it when might been, it might have been on Sunday though. You know, they might have just been. They only had they had about twenty just under the ground of the pyramid, the foot of the pyramid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They might have been certain days. Might have been like heavy days. <laughs> heavy sacrificers. Yeah, another thing that came across my mind is they're like the history books were like this is around the time where it was a two day journey. Do you mean to tell me this group of hunters did not? come across any of these huge cities it's like their first time introduced to a huge city like they've been here in these forests all their lives <laughs> they crossed a river <laughs> and they were about they they were a forest people and they were out of the forest by right. ways I'm like no like if if, if they shut stick, up <laughs> if they stick to their hunting grounds and they're they live by that forest they're they've been hunting that forest for generations mm-hmm. you know those people were obviously expanding, had already tore the fuck up out of a certain area. They're moving into different areas. Mm-hmm. You get into that river, that waterfall part. I felt like that was the same waterfall that they had crossed. It was just a little further down the river. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That was the same. That was the same water. It was the same water, though. Because, right? Yeah. You we'll can see, get like, to... he recognizes it when he gets yeah, to the river's exactly. edge. He recognizes exactly where he's at. Exactly. So, they're, Jaguar Paul is getting... A, to a point where he's about to get sacrificed. Eclipse happens. And it's in this part where the Jafar guy, he's like, gods, if your sacrifices, if this is enough sacrifice for you, show yourself again so we can know. And then, because everybody's freaking out. Everybody doesn't have never seen any Eclipse before. And then Jafar kind of looks like he's kind of iffy if this is going to happen. And then Sun appears and Jaguar Paul doesn't get sacrificed. And then Skywolf asks, what do we do with these guys? And he's like, kill them. Yeah, dispose of them. <laughs> yeah. And then, which they quickly take them, run them down the pyramid and take them to this back field where it's like a super, like a football field long dirt path into some crops. and Some janky looking cornfield. Yeah. And then in front of them was like a table of all these different types of weapons. And so it's pretty much, they cut off, well. You realize what target practice is about to happen. Middle eye tells Jaguar Paw, watch. You get to watch. You get to watch. And I think it's blunted and I'm going to go with cocoa leaf. Cocoa leaf. (laughs) Cocoa leaf sounds good. The the redheaded. Yeah, since... Baby bangs, we already said, was probably curl nose. Oh, or maybe smoke frog is one of them. Smoke frog. One of them. And it was actually, no, the, the other dude ran with Jaguar Paw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was blunted, and we're going to go with smoke frog. Smoke frog. So, they both get released, and they start running straight on, booking it, 40-yard dashing. Mm-hmm. And this is when the homie... Smoke Frog gets hit, he dies, and then Blunted gets, they miss first, and then they catch him with the second arrow. Mm-hmm. Catches him, and he goes down. I think it was Snake Ink got Blunted. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, fucking yeah. snake ink motherfucker. Oh, he's good with the bow and arrow. Because they were all missing. They were all missing at first. They looked like they were trash. <laughs> Actually, Snake Eye kills, not Blunted, the other one. Because he kills him. Oh. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Did he spear him? In the head. He catches him in the head. With an arrow. With an arrow. But that was with Jaguar Paws, dude. Remember? Mm-hmm. Gets him right in the mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forget who kills him. So after after they get blunted, mm-hmm. it's Jaguar Paws up. And he's also up with the leader of that group that they encountered in the forest. That, yes. That was also captured. Mm-hmm. So they go run together. They do it. They immediately do it different, though. And they, they each knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Well, Jaguar Paul did it first, and then the other one just echoed right away. Yeah, but he's like, he was quick. To, he was quick. <laughs> yeah, he was know, like reactive. The, oh, shit, I'm doing the same he, he'd thing. He'd been captured for a while. He had the shit beat out of him. I like that guy. Yeah, he was. He looked like someone you would like. You would yeah. want to like. But yeah, so they, bo- they both do a zigzag formation. Mm-hmm. Start ducking and dodging. And yeah, that's when Snake Eye kills the homie of the other the other dude that was running with Jaguar Paul, and then Sky Wolf Zero Wolf Zero Wolf Zero Wolf. I mean, what I keep saying Sky Zero Wolf catches Jaguar Paul in this, his side. It's pretty much his rib cage area, and he goes down. And then his son. Is at the end because they call him the anchor. Basically, I mean, yeah. they didn't call him that, but he's the anchor. Yeah, he's and what he's supposed to do is pretty much kill them before he make they make it to the crop fields. Yeah, and he's like mainly to finish them off. But if they if they get past everybody, he's supposed to take them out. Yes, and so he's uh, about to take out Jaguar Paul, mm-hmm. and then he takes out the arrow. Well, but he has time to take out the arrow because blunted, blunted. grabs. Blunted grabs Zero Wolf's boy by the foot. By the foot, trips him up, and then that's when Blunted dies because he gets hit many times in the head. Many times in the head. Yeah. So that was but, sad. Yeah. So Jaguar Paw got shot through his his abdomen with an arrow, and when he goes all the way through, mm-hmm. he breaks off the arrowhead, and then when Zero Wolf's boy leans in to. And takes out the knife because he's gonna kill him with he's gonna kill him with his dad's knife. Yeah, it's when uh, Jaguar Paw stabs him in the throat with the arrow. Yes, stabs him in the throat, and then it's at an angle where the Zero Wolf and them think that his son is okay. He finished off Jaguar Paw, and then he turns around and he starts to notice. That's when Zero Wolf noticed that his son is in trouble because he just slowly leans to the left and then he falls and collapses. Everybody's freaked out. Jaguar Paw gets up and looks at him for a little bit and he's taking super deep breaths to try to, you know. Pulls the arrow out of his yeah. back. Pulls the arrow out of his back and then immediately after he pulls it out, he's got two arrows coming straight for his head that he dodges and goes right into the. Yeah, he basically tripped away from one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He tripped away from one of them and the other one he dodges and he goes into the into the crop field. And this this is when you see the whole, all the hunters straight booking towards the sun. Catches up to his son. Zero Wolf catches up to his son and sees that his son is just gargling blood at this point. He knows he's going to die. Yeah. He's seen enough death to know that his kid's going to die. Yeah. And this and this is where he, he has this. He said, just rest. It won't hurt anymore. Just rest. Ah, uh, yeah. That actually, felt, you, you, felt, felt, you felt for it. You felt bad for Zero Wolf. Yeah. You feel less bad for him as time goes on. Yeah. <laughs> 
And this is when the 40, it's like a 45 minute chase scene is commences in this. And it's yeah. exactly 45 minutes. You don't miss a beat. It's, there's no skipping it either. No. So we can just get into this part now. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any options this time for a dopest scene. Dopest scene is from when this chase begins <laughs> until the movie ends. <laughs> I would take that. Every movie has those moments where you're just going to, if you don't get to catch all of it, you're going to at least make sure you see that part. This, I need to dedicate at least 45 minutes to this movie. So watch <laughs> this, this chase. Yeah. I actually put that too. I said chasing was the dopest scene. Yeah. So he's getting chased. He stumbles into a mass, mass grave. Mm-hmm. I mean, if not thousands, at least hundreds of bodies. At least. And it's gnarly. I think, is he going to hide in the all the other sacrificial bodies? I would have. <laughs> yeah, that's my initial thought. They want you to think that too, because there's like a pile of sacrifice bodies. Oh, he's got to have to dive in those bodies. I thought that the very the very first time I saw it, I was like, I would just hug, put myself right in that little... <laughs> Do the worm getting up under right those bodies. It. And just play dead, because this dude, not only are you having to run away from, these are trained killers... They kill people. He's also got half a lung he's working with. Yeah. You don't know what he's what what happened with his with his injury. Cut to past the mass graves. He's running through the woods and he sees a path of a I don't know if it's a fallen tree or just a leaning tree, but I think it's a fallen tree. And he, he runs up it and puts himself in in the canopy. Mm-hmm. And then a minute later, beat passes, they all run by. Yeah. Single drop of blood falls. Mm-hmm. Lands mm-hmm. on punk ass middle eye. <laughs> And punk ass snake eye has the eye to be like, he's somewhere in the trees. Because he realizes he hasn't come through here. And every time they have Native American trackers and Middle American trackers, how the fuck do they know? They're running through a goddamn jungle. (laughs) How does he know he didn't run through there? I don't get it. Somebody, if you're an expert hunter and you're listening to this, please comment somehow and on one of our social media channels and explain to me how he knew mm-hmm. but he knows he's like he didn't come through here and then he's looking around and he sees the blood on punk ass middle eyes shoulder and they're like he's in the trees because yeah. blood fell so they're all running back but when it cuts back to the trees the cutest most adorable baby jaguar yeah <laughs> kind of scared and that's interesting. Then we see Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when it cuts back to the group of people and they're all like looking for him and then all, all of a sudden they hear like a heavy breathing and trees wrestling. He's booking it. And he's booking it. Jaguar Paul is straight. This dude looks like he's running a 4-3. He got eyes wide, just scared, fearing his life. This Jaguar is closing in on him and he's running with the group kind of. Yeah, they're all in line. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're converging on, yeah. an, on an arc. Yeah. And they don't see the massive jaguar chasing him. Yeah. Oh, second nitpick. There's no way that that jaguar doesn't get him in the first 20 yards. Yeah. <laughs> he's running for a while before they, con- before they converge. Right. I mean, he's How fast. he has the energy at yeah. this point. Oh, he's pure adrenaline, baby. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You could straight mainline all the adrenaline in the world. You're not outrunning a Jaguar for any amount of time. (laughs) 
they're unless you chop off maybe two legs one leg if you get one leg off a jaguar i think it still gets you <laughs> but he's hauling but the jaguar doesn't look like he's like straight gunning for him though he's like mm, i'm gonna about to come get him that's what i'm gonna look at it as <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it and then so there's a dude running trying to get to jaguar paw because he's like sees him running yeah that's a great nitpick because how is the jaguar not right with him in the ankles and then, so they finally converge into each other's line of fire. <laughs> and the Jaguar, who was almost about to eat Jaguar Paul, about to get up to him, ends up biting into the dude who catches up with Jaguar Paul. So both of these guys are fast. But this part is just gruesome. Yeah. If you, if you just didn't even watch it and just listen to that, that scene. Oh. Just ch- ch- Jaguar just teeth into this skull, crushing it. Yeah, no, that was gnarly. And then them killing the jaguar, all the men kind of converge and kill, stab that jaguar a thousand times. <laughs> At least that was gnarly too. Yeah, they're all freaked out by that. And then bad omen. That's bad, when everybody bad realizes omen. there's two things about this this whole setup that already completed the little baby oracle girls bad omen on them. And that's when I, and this is the moment I realized that the quick moving eclipse mm-hmm. moving in and saving him, it wasn't stupid. Mm-hmm. He basically, the stars, their gods, God mm-hmm. is looking out for Jaguar's paw. Yeah. God is weighing in and is saying, this good person, he's getting a little, a little bit of help. Yeah. And this is where all of them, I almost felt like they weren't going to, this is the part where like, some of them are going to leave and not keep pursuing this guy because all of them are talking, trying to talk themselves out of chasing this dude. This is the omen that this, we're, we're pretty much going to die. They still go, uh, continue. And shortly after, when they're tracking him and they see a little bit of blood, dude gets fucking bit in the neck with I don't know what kind of fucking snake, snake. that was but it fucking yeah yanked into his yeah yeah it jumped neck. for it like like that was an aggressive snake mm-hmm. <laughs> that snake fucking went for it God do everything at them this is when we see how close this group is to one another they are really not close to each other not all of them they're like they're they're not like the other mm-hmm. group. Like yeah. where everybody cared and loved one another and was family. This yeah. one's like, they're like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. He was our, that was our guy. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, they're, they're, they're used to losing people. They're not that close. You know, mm-hmm. they fucking go fight people all the time. Yeah. And I mean, they bicker over who gets to keep the other person's shit. And they have a thing with death too. They travel well, kind of see on the other side, you know, so they're, they welcome death. Cause when he gets bit, he's like, Breathe, open your veins, it'll go quicker. And then he takes off his jade necklace, stabs himself in the wrist to just make it quick. And then they continue on into this another Jaguar pause. He gets to the waterfall. And then he jumps off the waterfall. It's like 50 feet. That was CG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was over it was over 50 feet. Yeah, like a hundred feet. Yeah. So I didn't mention, you know, all this running around and crazy stuff that he's doing, all his own stunts. I didn't even. Dude's a fucking athlete. I didn't even read into that. Yeah. You did? Mm hmm. All his own stunts. 
Oh, shh. Mm. I gotta give more credit to this dude. So after he jumps in the water and then comes out, survives, gets onto the riverbank, and you get that scene where he's, he's yelling at them and talking shit. He's like, my name is Jaguar Pa, son of Flint Sky. Mm-hmm. I hunt these forests with my father and my sons will hunt them and my son's son will hunt them. After. And then he repeats that and says, this is my forest. Come and get me. Yeah. He, this is when he welcomes them all. Yeah. It's trying to turn around. And it's that scene. I saw behind the scenes on, maybe it was his IMDb, but just the crane they had out there to get that shot of him standing there talking shit. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. That fucking camera, that digital camera was so massive. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird what's happened with equipment and just technology in the last 15 years, basically, when this was filmed. This is filmed like 15 years ago. That was a dope shot, though. It was great. With the waterfall, and that's that's pretty much the famous poster, or is it like a DVD cover or something like that. But yeah, that was, didn't know that. That's when you pretty much see him embody this fearlessness. And this is a pivotal part, too, because you see Skywolf, is, this is when he's super pissed off. Uh, Skywolf. Ah, what's his? Uh, Zero Wolf. Zero Wolf. Oh, see, yeah, I'm going to think Zero. Yeah, that's snake ink starts saying we can't let him get away we're gonna climb down and we're gonna do this and then it's zero wolf's like yeah you're not taking control of the situation because he was talking about climbing down because mm-hmm. zero wolf basically said they were gonna go over over which meant jump and he says, like we can't let him get away we're gonna climb down it's like no you're contradicting what i'm saying yeah and you don't see it until it already kind of shows you it happened after but Zero Wolf stabs him in the in the belly, basically, or chestal region, and he falls over the, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, we're all, we're all jumping. <laughs> and the first person that he made jump was Middle Eye, because Middle Eye goes in and then he has this big old smile on his face when he's in the water because he realized he didn't die. And then the next guy dies. And this is where I have confusion. Why did you jump head first? That dude? Oh, the one dude? I think... Maybe he slipped on a rock before he could commit, and that's why he went in head first. Well, some because he looked of, like he fell. Other people went in. Someone's back way rolled into the water too. I'm like, what are these guys not jumping in feet first? So, yeah. But you knew well, at least one person had to die from that jump. Yeah, I mean, they haven't seen as many movies as us. <laughs> yeah. So they all pretty much all make it except for one. And then Jaguar Park was kind of shocked that they actually all jumped over the river. He's like, oh, shoot, I got to still run. Yeah. He's like, I might be talking shit and I might not be not so much afraid anymore. I still got to get ahead of them or they're going to kill me. Yeah. And then he, this is a quick little moment in this part, but he takes like a, it's a still, like he's running and then he stops running and he takes a little moment to gather himself, takes a breath and then he continues. This is when you know he's a different he's, dude. Yeah. And then he hits some, I don't know, it's actual quicksand, but it's like that mud. Yeah, that mud. does. It's the it's the quicksand that's in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much like dark black mud. And he, like, he kind of claws his way out. He gets a grip of something. He's fighting for a while. And eventually he makes it out as those guys are getting closer to him. Yeah. And he, like, he has a leaf over his head. He's hold, like a, something covered in, in the leaves. But you hear buzzing and everything, so you know it's bees. Jungle bees. Jungle bees. <laughs> and 
which is dope because the mud that solidifies on his skin, he can't get bit by these bees, which is, it made perfect sense that he wasn't getting attacked by them because these are some aggressive bees. <laughs> right when he throws it at Throws them, their senses off that mud. Mm-hmm, throws, the, throws the beehive straight at them. And this is what helps him out through in, throughout the remainder of the chase was the beehive, the bees messed up this group to a point where all of them were feeling... It took a little bit of the fight out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not zero wolf, but... A lot of them were really weak by it. They were just... I don't even know how they were able to still run after getting bit up by a whole horde of bees. Yeah. And then as Jaguar Paws running, he quickly gets some... What was that? Like Flower sticks. spikes. Yeah, sticks. sticks. Yes. Oh, yeah. He ripped them. He ripped them. He made little little spikes out of... He ripped it with his teeth, opened some sticks up. That was for his putting of his stomach. Mm. So he was just, it was little already pointy little sticks on the trees and he was just picking them off and he was using those and he grabbed a little frog, the back of a frog. Poison frog. Poison frog and starts rubbing the sticks on the back of his frog to use for poison and rolls up a leaf and use it as a little blow dart. Fucking beast. I know. But all right. So, and he's hiding and then the whole crew runs by and Mm -hmm. he fucking starts darting a dude. He used all of them on one dude. <laughs> and that was the most fucked up one of them all. He could have yeah, just killed that guy. He could have just one. He could have he just killed that one. Yeah, he could have. True. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> I'm, finding, I'm finding more, but it doesn't. You, you take stock of it as it's happening. It's like, meh. But it's like, still, it doesn't take you out of the movie mm-hmm. enough to. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> that yeah. was a waste of all the work that went into them darts. Yep. And this is where. Like a middle, middle eye. eye. Middle Eye realizes they're missing somebody, yeah. which isn't really Middle Eye style mm-hmm. to, to think about somebody else. So he turns around, wondering what happened to the other dude. And they're like, kind of a stand, it's a, a little standoff. Yeah. They're both staring at each other. And then you could tell Middle Eye, it's, he's kind of happy, but then he's kind of like, he, he knows that he needs to be careful with him. Mm-hmm. But Jaguar Par looks and he sees the weapon of the other dude on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they both start booking it. And Middle Eye, Takes a big swing and then Jaguar Pod does this dope ass running slide, slide. neat like a Bruce Springsteen slide, knees out, yeah, falls all the way back, swoops up that fucking. He gets nicked a little. Yeah, he gets too. nicked. He gets nicked above the eye, mm-hmm. but he swoop he swoops up that club, and in one motion of standing up and Yo. twisting and fucking swinging, he just clocks middle eye. This was so dope because they actually did it twice. They did it slow motion and then they did it in real motion as it's happening. So they did it twice and the the blood squirt. Oh, that was gruesome. The way that middle eyes the head got head tore got open, t- it just blood spraying out the the side of the skull bone. <sighs> but even when he actually the initial hit, did you see a little puff of blood that came? Oh out? yeah, they oh, was, they probably was, actually aerated it. That was dope. That was a dope effect. That was a dope touch to that. It made it just that much more. I'll give it to middle eye. He's still talking shit as he's dying. Yeah. Then he gets uppercut with a fucking (sighs) club. Perfect. I mean, that's the way you want him to go out. Yeah. That's the most satisfying part of the movie is him dying. That was the dope scene too. The whole chase is dope. So, yeah. So he gets his revenge on middle eye and then he drops the club for some reason. Why? 
He's done with that. He already actually, used it for he's a middle in the force. He's the force is his weapon. Yeah, that's what it and is. That's I think that that's the heads. That's the mindset too that I think is mm-hmm. carrying him through this is that he doesn't. He uses what is given to him at the time, mm-hmm. and he's booking it. And then we finally make it to the village. Yeah, checks on his. Oh, it started to rain. That's right, and that was one thing he was worried oh, about. Oh, that's when he. The- yeah, he's when he heard it, he stopped at one point. He's like, Don't rain, and you're wondering. When you first watch, you're like, why did he say why that? Why did he think that? And then it starts raining. And then it's because the crevice that his wife and kid are is filling with water. And you forget that during a, pretty much an Amazon. Oh, actually, you missed another part. The cut to in between a couple of scenes. It's his oh, wife. His wife is, is trying to climb up. Yeah. So she's throwing a stick with and the... trying to hook it at the very top of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, that. No. <laughs> you can't get you ain't getting the right angle with a stick on a rope because that thing is deep. Mm-hmm. So she snags it. She's climbing up, but she may, probably makes it up what ten feet. Maybe yeah, more. it's not too high. Ten, but it's, it's high enough to uh, where we're, don't go no. higher. Yeah, and it gives. She falls. She definitely hurts herself. She's like, ooh, the son is worried. He's like, mom, mom, such a good kid. Yeah, like he's very caring about his mom, and that's when she's like, oh, oh, she starts. Labor starts, and mm-hmm. then the rain starts. The rain starts. And we forget, because it's in the Amazon, if it rains, it's going to pour. So Not the Amazon. Uh, it's like the Amazon. <laughs> I said, it's like the Amazon. It's a jungle. It's a jungle. It's a lush jungle. But yeah, so it starts raining, and the, the crevice, the little cave that they're in, starts filling up quick. I know, and she puts the boy up on a little ledge thing mm-hmm. just a little bit higher ground cuz she's she's worried about him. him she's in labor and she's like ooh and she sits down on a rock cuz she's the labor pains she sits down on a rock he's not stopping he runs across that water and gets up on that rock with her cuz he's not leaving his mom to to be in pain right i am and then it it comes to it they're in the the water's higher when he finally meets up at the village and runs to the crevice the water's higher she's holding the boy up out of the water he gets any view to make sure they're okay but then Fucking Zero Wolf's right behind him. So he starts running again. Yeah. And Zero Wolf's running right past. And then the last two remaining men of Zero Wolf's look in that crevice and they see what's going on down there. Then immediately you're like, fuck. (laughs) No matter what, they're not surviving, you know? Yeah. Even if they manage to get out or even if the only way they're getting out of that crevice alive, if something happens to him, Mm -hmm. is in slavery and something bad happening to him. Yeah. Because they noticed that, because they took very, they they stopped and they looked, looked and they assessed what that was. Yeah. And they, and then they went running again. Mm-hmm. So they had plans. Yeah, they did. And then, so running through the forest. And so you notice like it's, they're running basically straight away from the direction whence they came, right? Mm-hmm. So you see the direction they came from is their, their place, you yep. know, the bad guys. And then all their hunting ground and everything is past the opposite direction. Their useful part of this place is all village that village way. Village that way. They run towards the hunting ground. Mm-hmm. And you see Jaguar Paw running. He sees something. He zigs. He goes around. And then Zero Wolf sees him. And then when he realizes Zero Wolf's there, he makes a beeline in a certain direction. And what happens? Yeah. And then he shoots an arrow at him. Yeah. And this is where I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, it's like he put himself right there. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally. Because he stops right in front. And stops he right waits there, for it. And he waits for it. So it's like, what are you fucking doing? But you realize 
did he take the arrow on purpose? Mm. But he made sure that the path of him coming to him was a very specific path. Very specific path. And then you realize that when a bone, a noise, and then a bone goes flying. The same bone from the tapir booby trap. And you're like, ah, it's the aha moment. That mm-hmm. same bone, because they, they did a slow-mo on the bone when the tapir, they killed the tapir. So same scene. And you're like, ah, straight That's up his spike, wall of spike, straight, came straight to Zero Wolf and took three straight into the chest. Three spikes, but one particular chunk of meat hanging oh. at the other end of it. He's still got a little bit of fight in him because he gets out his knife like he's going to do something with... Or he already had his knife out, but it, yeah, he, he acts like he's going to do something and then he isn't because he just got wall of spiked mm-hmm. and he dies. And this is where I'm like, the other two people, what they were going to do, their leader just died. My immediate thought was, oh, they're just going to give up. Yeah. There's no reason to keep going after him because it was already bad omens. Everyone's died because they're going after this one guy. To me, it didn't make sense that they'd it keep going after him. It makes sense. And then he runs and they go after him. And he's weak. He's been shot with two arrows. He ran a two-day journey in a very short period. I mean, a two-day walk in a very you know short. I mean, it was longer than the 45 minutes we watched, but it's still. Yeah. <laughs> he's been booking it. Mm-hmm. He's very weak. And then he makes it to the beach. And he basically just collapses to knees in sight of what's happening. They're at a beach. And it just so happens on this particular day that he's running away from these people. He gets to a beach where Spaniards with crosses. Spanish ships, yeah. Yeah. Are meeting up. Conquistadors. Conquistadors, yep. Perfect. Conquistadors. And then the two guys look, they're just as in awe as Jaguar Paul because they're all just like what the hell is going on they'd never seen ships before never seen ships and they just have this want to embrace this whole thing and just both of them just like gets uh, alien like, abducted like, stuff that's like did they think it was the gods they immediately start walking towards them instead yeah. of being smart about it <laughs> that was not a good move no. but Jaguar Paw, after they pass him he's like realizes that he needs to get up and get back to his family Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't got time for all this. Meanwhile, his wife, Seven, Seven, has turtle runs on her shoulder, keeping him out of the water. The water's coming up. Water's coming up, and she can't hold the baby in anymore. She gives birth while preventing her son from drowning and manages to scoop up the baby out of the cold water and cradle the baby and keep her son up long enough for Jaguar's paw to get back and save them. You're right. She's the, she's the strongest, strongest. M- movie character who's ever existed. <laughs> oh, she, she's magnificent. Yeah, she like, is. Right, she was. She actually gave birth while in the water. Her yeah. face was submerged in the water. Yeah, she, she was keeping her head up. Yeah, she was on her tippy. She had to be on her tippy toes yeah, in the water like, to give. And she's like holding the baby like, out of the yeah. She's the strongest character in yeah. the history of movies, I think. I don't know. She yeah, blew my mind. Like, so hats off the set. It's just like one of those things. Like, so at the beginning, Skyflower, mm-hmm. that was like the main, she's the bad baby. lady on the, on the crew. But like yeah, everything that Seven does, you're like, she is a magnificent, amazing woman. <laughs> and she's like the greatest female lead of 
a movie. Yes. Like, in my opinion. Like, and then Jaguar Paw, man. So her, and that's the difference. Jaguar Paw did so much. He's so amazing. He had the benefit of A, he, he, he was blessed by God, basically. <laughs> Somebody was looking out for him Chosen at a higher, a higher level. Real. But also he was running on pure adrenaline for a mm -hmm. very long time, which is, which right, but he kept on forced to move. She had to stay calm and take care of a child Yo. and give birth all. She had to do it calmly. It was just like, so they both were amazing, but I feel like hers was a, was that next level. I'm starting to, I think I, I feel you're, because it's, this is me watching in your first time. So just you giving off your, never, it kind of didn't really cross my mind how dynamic this relationship was. And I think actually you pointing that out, I think that's why it's better that I waited to watch this because it's the mindset I would have watched at 22 compared to 36. Mm. That's a completely different person watching it. And it completely would have been a completely different experience. Mm. Cause you know, I mean, plenty of movies we've seen like this movie hits you different now that I'm a father. Yeah. But it's like, I wouldn't have appreciated this movie nearly as much without looking at it from like a father and husband point of view. That's deep. It was supposed to happen. It happened perfect. <laughs> no, that, that's actually exciting because I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind how crazy that, that relationship is. So fresh eye coming in, I've watched this movie like oh, 12 times. I'm, I'm going to say around 12 times. I'm real specific on this movie, but never really saw that, how intense this relationship was or how it, the movie kind of just, it all... I get it now. I get yeah. it now. This podcast. Yeah. Your your excitement for, my excitement for how you look at that movie, I get it. Rose reversed. Yeah. Because this is usually, it's usually me getting really excited to see your take on a new movie. It's fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was it. That's yeah, pretty like much this. it. And yeah. The final scene is, so he saved them. They're all, his wound is dressed enough. They packed up enough. They're like, it's a little bit dry out and they're passing by an area they passed by at the beginning of the movie when walking back with the mm -hmm. tepier dead pier yeah yeah exactly what it so is. after the hunt they're walking back the other direction towards the hunting ground again mm -hmm. and there's the view for, of the beach from there mm -hmm. that they was at earlier and it's the it's the, it's the spaniards are there with the mayans mm -hmm. and it's like who are they i don't know should we go to them and he's like no Let's go to the forest and find a new beginning, mm -hmm. which is a callback to the, that's what the leader of the other smaller tribe said. He's like, after they had been, our village was ravaged. We're heading south to find a new beginning. New beginning, yeah. So they headed south to find a new beginning. I like this part because it actually ties it back into kind of like how you talk about going back to the forest, sticking to what you know, you know? We're going for new beginnings, but we're going to stick to what we know. Yeah. 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 No, I think that, that sums it up. Yeah. So, and that was it. That's the end. Yeah. We already got a dopest scene. That whole last 45 minutes was amazing. You know, actually, in that regard, some of the stuff in this movie reminds me of some of the, which is completely different, but 13 Assassins. Mm. The best part of the movie was that 45-minute stretch of nothing but a one massive battle. One battle. And then the worst part of the movie wasn't like terrible. It was just one bad CGI scene. Was just like the, <laughs> the, is the worst thing we could say. It's like, there's a bad CGI moment. 
the panther though i mean the jaguar you could tell when it was not real <laughs> i think it's crazy though all right there's that was definitely someone's titty bear that they used <laughs> <laughs> unnecessary ingredients i said i didn't have anything but which is a we, we found a bad some. moment of cgi yeah we found some cgi and then there was some of the we even forgot that zero wolf like had the most the fastest 40 out of all he separated himself but well, they're all throwing arrows <laughs> zero wolf's a bad man though. yeah he is he was good like, yeah. and, like when he played that character so well he's like yeah, impressive he the whole time everybody in this movie everybody is amazing was. this is actually i've never been more impressed with a a group of mainly non-actors or mm. no like a cast period like it's like one of my favorite casts of all time but none of them were like none seasoned actors like, like none some, of them were a lot seasoned? of them acted later but like none of them like nothing like this nothing they, like this they immediately were in a, a massive movie right all of them i didn't see not one that didn't take on the role so it was dope should it be remade no, no. it doesn't need a sequel either mm -hmm. i mean i'd watch it but it it's too late Actually, I have a New Zealand movie. Did you watch it? It had the same dude as on Boy. He's a main character. It's Apocalypto New Zealand version. I have not seen it. It works, but you just think of Apocalypto all the time, which is what ruins it. But it's just like Apocalypto, now that I think about it. We can watch it even if it's not for the, the yeah, cast. Just, yeah, we'll just watch it just, just so you can... You know I love me my New Zealand movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we don't need a recast. We already answered for me what questions do we have after viewing and what it makes us think about differently, you know? And like main me, it was the the Mayan stuff because mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that kind of stuff in a long time, you know? 36 years old, I've had varied interests where I've like read up on stuff for a little while and find out some stuff. And man, yeah, just the brutality that I thought it was pretty cool. Like, so it's reading about all that stuff about how people were saying everything about it was bullshit. And then it turns out maybe not as much as you, they're they're thinking. It's Spike Lee approved. Yeah, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where can people see the movie? Currently available free for Amazon Prime members, and then we found out today it's also free on Tubi for anybody. Yeah, what the heck? If you haven't checked out Tubi before, it's free service, and you just got to watch the commercials, but honestly, the commercials are very minimal. Yeah, it is. They're like, honestly, for their free service, Tubi's they dope. show less, way less commercials than a lot of people's paid services. Yeah. If you go with the non-premium non version of like Hulu, Hulu or CBS yeah. All Access, the way more commercials. And the commercials are terrible. Yeah. So Tubi is the way to go. Yeah, I like Tubi. They have a lot of good movies. It sucks that I, I bought- Tubi, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Apocalypto actually was, I bought the movie last freaking six months ago. Before Amazon Tubi came out with it, I bought it on YouTube. I wish I could be surprised about that. But so many times I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. I'm buy that movie I like. <laughs> and then it's free on two services two months later. <laughs> God damn For it. real. Like, shoot. <laughs> they got me. They it went on got sale because they went on sale because they know it's gonna be free. So <laughs> we better sell this we got a chance. Got our ass. And it's a good movie too. So you know I, I was like, man, why not? Mm -hmm. those are the ones you can look it up well we'll see how far this one edits down but that was a long stretch people thank you for sticking with us if you're still sticking with us yeah like i said we're on all social media platforms twitter instagram we yeah, have I mean, our own website by the up. time you listen to this we will yeah i mean the website's live but we we haven't done anything on those social medias we just claimed them yeah we're getting to it yeah we're just getting the content going and rolling hopefully you guys are still with us enjoying it as we go 
just a heads up, we've been recording for six months off and on when we have time, free time, when we're in the same place. We're on a roll, bro. So we got like, we got a lot of episodes stacked up, which was kind of always the plan, but we didn't think it was, we're going to stack for six months. We thought we'd stack for like a month yeah. and a half. <laughs> we're like, well, so information on what movies are free might change by the time you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to go back to YouTube and buy Honestly, it. this this will not play until probably 2021. Yeah, Actually, with the with the with stash the... we got going, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I lost. We got at least. We really have to. We got like twelve <laughs> episodes in, at least. And we we are working on two more. So, let me look forward to it. We're trying to be as consistent as we can, and hopefully you guys like it. If you guys have any comments or anything like that, you know, give us a shout. Let us know how you feel about it. What your guys' thoughts is about Apocalypto? If it was your first time watching it, because this is just. I had a fun time doing this one. Me too. So appreciate you. Bye.